In this episode, we're going to talk about the merging of pagan and Christian theology. To do that, we need to understand the history of pagan religion. pagan religion goes all the way back really to the time of Noah. Noah had three sons, Ham, Sham, and Japheth. Ham had a son named Cush, and Cush had a great-grandson named Nimrod. Nimrod built his kingdom in the area of Babylon. Nimrod was the first king and the first ruler of an empire. Nimrod spread out his empire by conquering more and more land. According to Hebrew and Jewish historians, he was a tyrant and a dictator. He built the city of Babylon and he built the city of Nineveh. He used fire as a way to control people with fear. Nimrod used a bull horns for a crown and fire as a weapon. Because of this, he was known as the man who could take from the sun and use the power of the sun as a weapon. Babylon, the city Nimrod ruled from, became the central antichrist city, while Jerusalem is the city of God, Babylon in the Bible is the city of Satan. When Nimrod attacked and defeated the area he made into Babylon, he visited a prostitute and he ended up marrying her. Her name is Semarias. When Nimrod became king, he made her queen, but because he didn't want anyone to know where she came from, he created a story that she had been delivered to him from an egg out of the water and that she was a virgin. Semarias became as famous as Nimrod and soon even more powerful than Nimrod. Simarias and Nimrod made themselves into gods. They said that Nimrod could use the power of the sun because he was God. They decided to build a tower that would be so tall it would be safe from another flood if God tried to kill Nimrod. Nimrod would make his home and temple at the top of the tower. The tower is the one in the Bible. God saw Nimrod would rule the whole world and would turn every heart to worship him instead of God. Nimrod said the tower would reach to heaven and reach to God, but at the top would be Nimrod. Nimrod would be the God. Nimrod was setting up his capital, and he would keep everyone in the city worshipping him and not spreading over the whole world. Nimrod was the first emperor to demand worship. Nimrod declared he was the sun god, and Samarias was the moon god. They created stories of other gods that ruled under them. They said the stars told the past and the future. And this is the oldest religion in world history. It's called the mystery religion. They taught in this religion that there were two main gods, an evil god and a good god. In the Garden of Eden, the good god was a serpent. He opened the eyes of Adam and Eve and gave them the secret knowledge that would make them gods. He opened their ability to have lust and to know the ultimate knowledge that once you have it, you will be one of the gods. Because of this, the mystery religion centered on knowledge and also sexuality. The mystery religion also taught that Satan, who was the right ruler of the universe, would one day be placed back on the throne once a child was born who would be sent by God but born of a woman. This religion also taught that you could look to the stars to know your future. The stars were divided into sections and your destiny is determined by what star you were born under. The knowledge could not be given to everyone. You had to be allowed to enter the religion, and then you had to participate in worship and move through the ranks until you reached the top level. The pathway was called enlightenment. 
but Nimrod was killed, possibly by Shem's descendants, who would eventually become the Jewish people, or possibly by Semiramis herself, who wanted to have control of the religion and the empire, so she had Nimrod killed. But after Nimrod was killed, she found out she was pregnant. She told the people that Nimrod had impregnated her through the sun, and that her son was a promised child from the mystery religion. Her son's name was Tammuz. Now, Tammuz also ended up dying. Some say by a a wild boar, and some say Samaramis killed him because people were worshipping him. Samaris then said that her son was now a god as well, and she called herself the mother of God. After Samarias died, the priests continued the worship. There were three gods, the father, the son, and the mother, the sun and the moon, and the star. The priests then took each of the attributes and named each attribute. Each name was then seen by the masses as a separate god. It was only as you climbed up the hierarchy of the mystery religion that it would be revealed that it was just three gods, Nimrod, Samarias, and Tammuz. One of these gods was Baal, the sun god. Baal was worshipped by burning your children alive and then giving their flesh to the priests to eat. Baal was the false god in the Old Testament that the nation of Israel would continually leave the true god to worship. Stories of the gods grew and spread. They were given families, and these families warred against each other. This is how polytheism started and the worship of many gods. In essence, though, there was three, the sun, which is the father, the moon, which is the mother, and the star, which is the sun. Babylon continued to grow, and in the book of Daniel, it was once again the power religion of the world. Babylon was overthrown by the Persians, and the Persians overthrown by the Greeks, and the Greeks overthrown by Rome. The first Roman Caesar named himself the extreme pontiff, or the head of the mystery religion. He was worshipped by throwing incense on the fire. The worship of the gods, and specifically the worship of Caesar, was how the vast Roman Empire was given one culture. While they were so different, they all had the same holidays, the same festivals, the same mystery religion that everyone followed. And 1,000 years later, Rome was worshipping these same gods as a mystery religion of Babylon. The emperors were worshipped as gods sent to earth by the sun god. Every part of life circled around the gods, even the days of the week. Sunday was the sun's day. That's the day you worshipped the sun. Monday was the moon's day. That's when you worshipped the moon. Tuesday was when you worshipped war. Wednesday was when you worshipped Mercury. Thursday was Thor's day. And Friday was Frigg's day. Saturday was Saturn's day. In our last episode, we talked about Constantine and how he declared himself a Christian. However, Constantine had grown up his whole life completely emerged in the life of pagan worship. He was high up in the mystery of religion. Once he became emperor of all of Rome, he was also declared the representation of the sun god. People continued to worship him and he never gave up that title. The coins printed with him as emperor had Jesus Christ on one side and the sun god on the other. Because Constantine was giving members of the church high ranks in his government, it became clear that anyone who wanted power had to be part of the church. In one day, every single soldier in the army converted to Christianity. To be baptized, they rode horses through a river and called themselves baptized. Priests in the mystery of religion, who had previously held power in the government, converted to Christianity. They went from pagan priests to Christian priests, and the temples changed from pagan temples to churches. 
The people were not thrilled with this. They liked their worship, their festivals, and their gods. So to make the people happy, all the festivals were renamed to Christian names, but the festivals were all the same, and they were allowed to worship many gods, but they changed the gods to saints. For example, God of the sea became the saint of the sea, and so on. The people could still pray to the god that was over the area that they were in, but now they called the god a saint. Winter solstice, which was a celebration of the birth of the sun god Nimrod, was changed to Christmas, the celebration of the birth of Jesus, even though Jesus' birthday was in October sometime. The celebration of Easter was a celebration of a goddess of fertility. This was a festival of spring and the birth of the moon god. Eggs that had been used during this festival as part of the worship were still used, but now they're said to represent the rock that rolled away from the tomb. The new holiday would be to represent the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Lent was also brought into the church at this time, and it was part of the original Easter celebration and pagan holiday. In the autumn, there was a day when the goddess of harvest and the goddess of the trees was worshipped with a festival that included bobbing for apples. The apple was a representation of when the good God gave the mystery religion to Adam and Eve by offering them the apple. This was changed to All Souls Day, and the next day, which was the day to honor demons, was changed to All Saints Day. Today we call this Halloween, and this is the one festival that has not really been Christianized very well, and the evil of the day is still what most people celebrate. Most people had idols in their home. Most were son and mother idols that represented different gods, but were really samurais and tamuts. These idols were kept, but the name was changed to Mother Mary and Jesus. At first, the leaders that Constantine put into his government were true Christians, but soon the church was corrupted with the love of power and prestige. Those who gained power were willing to do whatever it took to keep it. Also, soon pagan priests had converted to Christianity just to keep the power they had, and they were gaining more and more power. Remember, there were two schools of thought, literally two schools. The school of Alexandria was so excited about the change, and they wanted to do what was necessary to get as many people to convert to Christianity as possible. They had earlier adopted philosophy and made it equal to the Bible in order to get educated people to accept them. Now, they were also willing to do what was needed to be done to get those who were used to worshiping pagan gods to feel comfortable in the church. For the school in Alexandria, it was all about getting along and making it easy for people to accept Christianity. The school in Carthage was the opposite. They had never accepted philosophy as equal with the Bible, and they would have nothing to do with the positions of power in Rome. They also refused to adopt pagan festivals or the worship of saints. The divide only grew, and soon it became clear that something had to be done. So councils were formed. And the Council of Nicaea would be one of many councils. In our next episode, we're going to look at the different councils and what was good and what was bad in them. The mystery of religion is the mystery of religion we talked about today is actually found in the book of Revelation. And I'm going to read that to you right now. I'm going to read from you first from Revelation chapter 17. And there came one of seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting upon a scarlet-colored beast, 
full of all these names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was the name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, Mother of Harlots and Abomination of the Earth. And I saw a woman drunken with the blood of the saints and the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. I'm Lauralee Siemens, and you're listening to Church History. For more videos, podcasts, and blogs, visit my website at lauraleesiemens.com.